Welcome to Fourth Times the Charm Where Niches Need. I am your producer, Ben. Our director, Matt, has been lost in space. And in his place (laughs) is our Shea Butter himself, the D.I.C., the director in charge, our dick. It's Monty. What's up, Monty? Dick. Wow. You're the director in charge. (laughs) I sense a little bit of anger behind there. (laughs) No, not at all. Uh, Wait, what's up with Matt? What's up with Matt? Is he locked in your closet this week again? Well, as a part of the contract, I'm not legally allowed to stipulate what may or may not have happened. But Matt will be back in the coming weeks. Uh, yes. But we're on a bit of a little summer vacation right now. That's Ooh, true. yeah. Sip How a pina it? colada. Getting ready to celebrate <laughs> the 4th of July. Bastille Day is coming up. Ooh. Lots to love, Monty. Tell Trendy. me, how's your week been? Uh, it's pretty good. I'm working on some studying and uh, some research for a side project that I mentioned to you in our green room so yeah that comes to fruitation so we'll see how it goes so um my week has been quite explosive yeah i i managed to uh severely burn my hand this week well no cooking yeah so yeah yeah um you, you ever cook with with a crock pot with like an instant pot yeah okay you ever use the saute button I'm trying to gauge how stupid no. I'm about to feel. Okay. I never. Well, we use it for like, you know, long, um, like as a pressure cooker. Sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I find a recipe mm-hmm. for a soup, right? Mm-hmm. And so it has instant pot directions. I'm like, great. I'm kind of under a crunch today. I'm going to put everything in the crock pot. So it says step one. Wait, what soup are you making? It's like a it's like a wild rice chicken soup, you know, nothing too fancy. That sounds so what so what happens is I take all the veg in there, I I put it on the saute button. Oh I I press the saute button, I saute it, you know, lids open, fine. Nice. And then the next step it says put the remaining ingredients in, Mm -hmm. put the lid on. And cook manually for 35 minutes. Cook manually. Okay. 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 Like you have to stir it and stuff like manually or? Well, that's all it says. Cook manually. So I interpret that as leave it on saute, right, Mm -hmm. Monty? That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Leave it on saute and just set a timer for 35 minutes. Right? Does that make sense? Saute for 35 minutes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I make it about 15 minutes and, and the, the pressure cooker beeps and it says E5 on it. Like, what's E5 mean? I look it up on Google. It says E5 basically means you fucked up. Oh. Do not put a lid on while you're sauteing. Okay. What? Okay. So I, I open the steam valve. Yeah. Oh. It's 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 letting out a bunch of hot steam. Okay. That's fine. You didn't burn it's, yourself there. It's Not it's yet. slowing down. Yeah. 
And I go, okay, great. Well, I'm just going to turn the lid. It's letting me turn it, right? When it's bad, it does not let you turn, right? Because there's too much pressure. Yeah. But it's light enough pressure. I can turn and open the lid, right? So I should open it and everything will be fine. Not a lot of steam coming out. I don't see an issue. Do you see an issue, Monty? Not after you let the steam out. Great. So as I unfurl the lid. Oh, shoot. It ex- shoot indeed. It explodes outwards. <laughs> oh. And I see a tidal wave of soup that lands directly on my hand. Oh, my goodness. And let me tell you, Monty, the pain was not a 10. But the fact that it got up to an 8 was oh. it was not pleasant. As Jeez. my entire hand is just writhing in pain. And the whole time, I'm like, Rebecca, please make sure the toaster is okay. Because it got on the toaster, too. <laughs> and uh, I, I like our new toaster. Uh, like, so, after about 20 minutes, yeah. the, the pain started going down. And today, it's wrapped, but it feels a lot better. So, I narrowly avoided... A much worse situation, thanks to my wife and my wife alone. Did you go out and get... Did you run it under cold water? Okay. Don't run it under cold water if you get a burn. Because that'll cause blistering. Yeah. You need to run it under room temperature water. Which I did, and let me tell you, it hurt like a motherfucker. Uh... So you don't, you don't sound like you have cooking hands then. <laughs> only my left hand isn't isn't my cooking hand. My right hand's yeah. fine. My left one's oh, cut this up. Is your it's left. burned. Yeah. Oh, this is your left hand. Uh, it's more so just in the line of fire, I would say. Did you So my second question is did yeah. you get go out and get like a bottle of aloe vera? We it uh, it uh down actually. Uh, Rebecca put something on that made it feel better. It was oh, like okay. Vaseline, but different. It was like Vaseline, but with extra steps. Ah, uh, okay. I would so, next time if you burn your hand again next time. Not hopefully you don't. Um, I recommend aloe vera because it really cools it down. We always have a bottle in the kitchen just in case. Mm. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, uh, but uh, but I'm on the mend, and so yeah. I want everyone to know who's who's listening this week. That this was edited with my broke ass hand, so just pray for me. <laughs> I and got also, one, I got one final question for that. It's yeah, a, sure. How did the soup taste? Taste well. It stopped being soup at that point. <laughs> oh. It kind of turned into a chicken rice pilaf, but Ooh, hey. all those flavors consolidated to be really good and flavorful. Nice. So See, there you go. As I was writhing on the ground in pain, some dude outside walked by and said, Ooh, smells like fried chicken. Smells great. <laughs> so at least I know not only do I cook well at the you cost of my like body, I, I smell great too. <laughs> Tastes like chicken. Oh, that's um, what they say. Right before we move on to our main topic of the day, just a reminder, I want to pay you guys for, oh. for reward you for Cha-ching. listening to the podcast. Uh, if you... Send us a message on our Instagram. I, within the next week, I will Venmo you $10 with a five-star review. Y'all send us a five-star review. I will reward you with $10. And the clock is ticking, right, Ben? Yeah, clock's ticking. Come on. 
It's almost chop, chop. This is uh, like how would I put it? Money in the bank. Money in the Money bank in the coming bank. up in the next few weeks. Yeah, man. Uh, I, this I, upcoming weekend. I want to see that. Like, is it like at a special event or? It's on uh, Peacock on the Peacock streaming app. For... In, in America, at least. I don't know what Canadians oh, have. Okay. So it's not like uh, that wrestling, like WWE doesn't throw up a special, like. Uh, like they do know, like... pay-per-view still. Yeah, but pay-per-view it's... for money. In the but bank. it's like, it's like $60 <clears throat> versus like 10 So why uh, would you, okay. you know? Yeah. I, I thought like the money in bank matches would always be uh, part of a pay-per-view event or something. So. Yeah, well, Peacock are is their pay per views at this point. Oh, okay. Yeah, they yeah. just shifted all their pay per views onto it. So you should check it out. It'll be fun. Yeah, no, we, we have we have one of our one of our biggest fans. My oh. mother is going to be there this weekend. She's going nice. to have her, her her feet on the ground and her eyes in the sky, staring at the briefcase. <laughs> Who's her favorite wrestler? You know Mama that's ben. up for debate. Mama ben's more, favorite wrestler is that's up for debate more 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 than more than you'd expect. Aww. Um she has she has a range of favorites right now. Alright. She likes Roman Reigns, but he looks a little dumb for her. <laughs> I'd say her favorite right now is, is vacillates between one of the two Usos, Roman Reigns' cousins. Yes. Cause there's one that she thinks looks really hunky when he's in a shirt. And then he takes his shirt off, and she thinks he looks a little, looks a little, little naff, you know, a little, little wafy. Wait, aren't like, the Usos twins? Yeah, but they're still different. Come on, don't be twin biased. I always thought they they're, they're be, because the twins. other the other twin, he's a little he's a little doughier, mm. you know. I mean, he's still in shape, but like the other dude is like, is like cut. He's like gaunt, you know. And so oh. Jimmy he dresses worse than jay does mm-hmm. but he's got more of a full body and my mom likes that so shirts uh, on jay uso's her favorite shirts off jimmy uso's her favorite i'll let you <laughs> the listener decide which Who's one she really likes not. more that's right that's how we pick our favorite wrestlers here on fourth times the charm and oh. Not only are we going to pick our favorite wrestlers today, we're also going to pick out some spooky stories. So this week we are going to talk about urban legends from the city you grew up in. And, you know, as kids... With an asterisk. (laughs) I'm going to warn you in advance with an asterisk. (laughs) Yeah, because well, we're, we're kids. When we're kids, we're playing around. You know, sometimes you hear stories about that house at the end of the street, or you know the stories that you hear about that happened in this place or this amusement park, or you know stuff kind of like that. So, do do, I, do you do you, do, do you want it? me to start? Do you want me to start heavy, or you want me to start light? Let's go light. Let's start light. That sounds okay. Cool. My yeah. one of my first ghost stories I ever heard local right. was from um, was from one of my friends in like elementary school. He took me to his house and, and we were having fun there. I was playing some baseball game. I was deliberately throwing the balls like to injure his players. I was having a great time. Um, and he was like, you know, there's a ghost in this house. I'm like, yeah. 
And you know, he we're in the middle. To, like yeah, he just yeah. told you there's a ghost in his house? Yeah, well, I was on my way out. I think he was just trying to get me to stay. Okay. Uh, but, you know, it's elementary school, so this has to All be right. real. He's like, oh, you know, this was an old house. There was, there's an elderly lady who, who hangs out at the top of the staircase sometimes. Mm. She hangs out in the spiral tower in the house. Like how old is this house? Like is this a? I don't. I don't actually Chicago know. I honestly, I think it was. It's in Kentucky, so I think it was oh, built like nineteen twenty, probably. So uh, it's like it's not even that old. I don't. I, I don't know, but like in Kentucky, shockingly, there's not really a lot of ghost stories to go around. You know, there's, there's, there's things that happen. Like, yeah. we, we go more for the collective haunts, right? Like Mothman. Like, that's the area's big thing, is Mothman. I you thought, like, you, like, in Kentucky, wasn't the Civil War thing big down down there? Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, yeah, like, I mean, I never heard any Civil War about... ghost stories. No, eh? Oh. No. Okay. I was also a sheltered kid, though, so, you know. <laughs> I'm going like that for me was like whoa wow he must have seen a ghost I always wondered like how do you believe it the supernatural stuff like if someone told me there's a ghost in the house I'd be like I'd be kind of skeptical but eh, you know I always like to apply logic before making a you know superstitious um, my, my thing yeah. my thing right is that i feel like if ghosts were able to interact with us mm -hmm. in the way that people say they should then i feel like we would have more by now because it's not something like okay well ufos who knows what the government has or doesn't have it's like yeah it's like people can find ghosts yeah you know with cameras and, and technology these days and yeah. and, and i feel like feel like every time there's a high profile something or other happening it's like well that's not a ghost you know so i like to keep an open mind oh, i okay. feel like i've been i feel like i've been disappointed more so than than seen uh, something or than seen something yeah but you know it's like why why not keep an open mind right that's true doesn't hurt yeah, that's right. Uh, this is always that saying, like, because coming from growing up in an Asian culture, especially like in our previous episode, how I go, how I told you guys, you know, Taiwan's big on the occults and stuff like that, and, and Chinese occults. Um, you know, there's always uh, my family has has done the, you know, I think it's most traditional families. Um, I can't say nowadays, but most of the one during the era I grew up in, um, they do do the fortune telling, and it's not like you know, oh, crystal yeah. walls and stuff. So, what I find fascinating fascinating is it's kind of like a lot of astrology, calculation, math, and stuff like that. So, like growing up, my parents have taken me to these things, and they have asked me to provide my birthday, the date of birth, the time. I was born and they can do all these calculations and say, you know, not, not saying, Oh, you will be rich or something bad will happen. They just, it's kind of like they map out your life. Uh, um, sure. I don't know. How's it how lined up so far? Um, uh, I, I feel like, is, I feel like you have data points now, right? It's getting close 
to if not accurate so really? like for example my my career path they said is you know of course my parents wanted me to go on a different career path but when they went to ask the fortune teller uh you know this is pr- not you know like again when i say fortune teller it's like it's bigger than that like there's a whole right, process right. that goes through these uh the asian occult things um they they said that i would be something in the field where it involves uh judgment and you know decision making and, and stuff like that so throughout most of most of my career i've been uh, uh at a manager level you know, I manage people and have a team that work I used to work with, and now I I switched my careers about a few years ago, and I'm now an auditor, and I do IT auditing to you know figure out what should, if everything is gone In right. In many so ways, it's, it's like the ultimate decider. Decider, kind of something like that. So I would have to say it's kind of interesting. Now for my wife Elaine, it's. Uh, She's done. She's gotten her readings as well, done as a child, and um, yeah, it's it's almost almost to the point. But going back to what you were talking about, like sometimes you know, for us, the, our generation, you know, growing up is like sometimes you take this with a grain of salt. You can't right, right. just sit there. It's really at the end of the day is how you live your life and the decisions you made, uh, and you know. That, that becomes of your career or becomes a part of your life, right? So, you know, that kind of stuff. But, yeah, I, I, I believe that, you know, keep an open mind. Um, don't jump to conclusions. You can take what you believe on the table. and. How, and have you been on. to a Western fortune teller? I haven't. I'm, I'm, I'm curious. always curious about those. Well, I'm especially curious to see, like, how it's different, you know? Because I'm sure it's wildly different, but I wonder where there's, or if there's, any sort of commonality between them. I think the common thing, and based on what I've heard about Western fortune-telling, is that, you know, you get your fortune-telling through, you know, someone, like, with uh, uh, some sort of uh, psychic abilities... Um, or, you know, get tarot, tarot card readings and stuff. But the Chinese one is different, whereas they summon... It's kind of like in the Western, you would hold a seance and you, oh, you, you okay. call upon spirits. But the, the the ones that I went to, I'm sure you can find the ones you call spirits in Taiwan for sure. Uh, but the one I went to was for a, a Taoist deity. And what happened is that person, the deity, this this god of some some sorts, uh, speaks through the medium or the psychic, and then the psychic writes everything down while in that trance. So oh, yeah, that's, it, it's that's, kind of that's that's what the the the, the that sounds is. really cool. I want to do that. Yeah, yeah, no, if you want to, like, be happy to take you if you and Matt want to come to Taiwan. Yes, let's go to Taiwan <laughs> just for a seance. Yes. That's but, it. So, moving on. Um, moving on, You yes. want me to share my side story? Because I got two as well. I have okay. one. Okay. I have, you one, have one, a heavier one, 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 right? 
Well, so I have so I have a personal one. Okay. But okay. I was also looking up like what are some good ones in the area? Um mm-hmm. and and I was looking at LA ghost stories and dude, these are some sad Yo, LA has a ton of them, don't they? They're okay, so like like do they? I I I, I see I a lot of like Hollywood. Up... I went on a Hollywood tour, haunted tour. I think. Okay, but see, but see, you can't go on the ha- haunted Hollywood tours. Right? Oh, okay. You can't go oh. on the haunted tours because they just make up shit. I went on one in New Orleans, <laughs> um, and like it's like I had a blast, right? Like I recommend everyone does it, but oh, it is okay. like look at that building. It has the foreclosures. It has a for sale sign, and it hasn't sold in eight years. It's like I was here last year, and maybe it was too expensive. It wasn't, you know. <laughs> yeah, they're like, cause somebody died there, and you can't find anything on any of it. It's whatever. I found one story, mm-hmm. which is LA based, and it's it's ghost based. This is not the one that's personal to you. This no, is this isn't. No, no, this okay, is an okay. extra one. Um, it's, have you seen the movie The Entity? Who's in that one? I, it sounds familiar. It's, uh, it's Barbara. 1982 or? Yeah, Barbara Hershey. A story so shocking, so threatening, it will frighten you beyond all imagination. (gasps) I think I've seen this one. I think you probably have too. Yeah. Um, so in Culver City, California, where I am right okay. now, <clears throat> August 22nd, 1974, um, a man, Dr. Barry Taff, uh, and his associate, Carrie Gaynor, mm. were approached by a woman named Doris Bithers. And she was insistent that her house was being haunted. Um, They arrived at 11547 Braddock Drive, which is still here to this day. You're giving the address. 11547 Braddock? 11547 Braddock Braddock Drive, yes. Uh, Doris lives in this small house with uh, four children, a six-year-old daughter... Uh, and boys who were 10, 13, and 16, respectively. They enter this house, and it's an absolute dumpster. You know, it's a filth pit. Meanwhile, uh, Doris is is exclaiming that she's being uh, attacked by by spirits. And and so I, I was trying to find a way to make this not incredibly sad, so I found oh. this website, Ghost Theory, which seems to have a pretty even-handed take on it. From okay. what is known, Doris suffered abuse from her parents as well as had several abusive relationships with men. There was obvious tension between the three young boys and the mother. The yeah. psychodynamics of the home were extremely negative. The unconscious mind that is troubled by a physically or verbally abusive environment and upbringing is like a lightning rod to paranormal activities. Mm. So, Doris says that the spirits would attack her. Uh, they would spectrally rape her. Jeez. Um, yeah. Wow. Um, uh, 
the children, though, also claim to have seen these things. So the the investigators are like, fine, we're 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 gonna deal with this. So quote, the team decided to set up shop and brought in high speed cameras and photographers, as well as other investigators, to help capture something on tape. In a famous report, all investigators and equipment, as well as doors, were in the small bedroom cramped and anxious to see any paranormal activities they decided to have doris conjure up the beings by having her call them she mm. became swearing and yelling at the spirits while 30 or so investigators were crammed to her room to much surprise lights started manifesting around the room as doris Jeez. kept provoking the lights a greenish mist started to form in a corner as if it was coiling, the green mist started swirling and growing, and within seconds, the form of a man's upper torso started to become visible in the mist. Very large and a lot of muscles. Okay, so this is like a toned ghost. Right? A toned male ghost. Like a wrestler. Right? That's right. But no matter how many high-speed cameras were set up to capture this, the team was not able to recover any photos from the incident. Mm -hmm. However, there is a photo remaining uh, that includes Doris sitting on a bed and a floating arc of light above her that they say cannot be explained by anything. Jeez. Um, Dr. Taff reported that playing songs like by playing music from bands like Black Sabbath and Uriah Heep would, would piss off the ghosts uh anything talking about devil worshiping Blech. um now at the same time doris was addicted to alcohol was mm -hmm. abusive and belligerent daily um and was not willing to talk to a therapist so you know was this actually a ghost or not uh... Maybe. you never know so um yeah you find it hard to believe it <laughs> could be uh the the, the way woman may um, have had some psych there's doris has had she passed away in 2000 doris had a lot of obvious yeah. mental trauma that is not related to the paranormal uh which includes her upbringing which you know her which includes her alcoholism which includes her relationship with her children um it's you know it's i feel like there's a lot of things that could be explained before the paranormal considering they were never able to get any sort of evidence whatsoever however it was a popular enough story that in the 80s the entity was created which was inspired by this uh, Doris did not like the publicity and uh, became a recluse until her passing in 2000. Uh, but as far as LA is concerned, that's really what, from what I can see, the most notable, like potential haunting um, yeah. in the area. And it's right here in Culver. Is it like very close to where you live? I mean, Culver's not very long. Let's actually. Uh, let's I see actually... pictures of the house. That's a very tiny house. Holy yeah, shit. well, uh, here let, let, let's let's creepy. get the actual address here up one more time. See how close it is for me, so people can dox me. 
11547 Braddock Drive. Yeah. It is 2.6 miles away from me. Ooh. So pretty close. It's still there to this day. Yeah, it is. It's you can find it on Google Maps. Yeah, I should. uh, That looks like a a really. Yeah, you should do that. But I'm just saying, like, it looks like a very, those old school, you know, children drawing type house. A triangular roof, two windows, and a door. It looks like a cabin from Evil Dead. (laughs) Hey, it's California, buddy. It's the best we got. Damn. So, right. um, so yeah, so poor Doris, I, who's to say whether her stories are real or not? Um, yeah. but I don't, it, there's hard to, uh, hard to take in for sure. It, well, it's, it's, it's hard to look past a lot of, uh, what she also endured right, at the yeah, same time. That's pretty tough. Yeah. What's one of your ghost stories, Monty? Well, all right, since you're talking about hometown, um, one of the famous one that I've heard of when I was a kid, this is going to be my short one, but I do have a long one that connects to it after this, uh, is if you ever come down to Toronto and you love steak, there's a place in Toronto called the Keg Mansion. Uh, Oh, okay. It's was it's a mansion because it was it used to be called a little bit of history it was built in 1867 uh and it was uh it was uh purchased by uh a a gentleman named hart massey uh of massey hall he's pretty well known you know developer in, in, in the family and his his him and his wife moved in and now today it's it's become a keg mansion because we have a steakhouse franchise called the keg uh and they bought it and turned into a turned the entire house i've i've been there once and they turned the entire house into like uh is is this like a smith and is this like a smith and walensky style steakhouse or is this like an outback steakhouse uh like what quality are we talking here we're it's not fancy it's but is it good it's, like how are the it's, steaks it's good it's good if you and rebecca have like a special event i would suggest a different steakhouse like just for okay. a special night out for just the two of you romantic and have a good piece of steak I would recommend somewhere else. If you and Rebecca were like saying, hey, let's go to Toronto, catch a baseball game, and then for dinner, you want to go to keg, do you feel like steak? Then I would say, yeah. Then go to the So how, what, what, what price can you get a steak at here? I think you can get one. Let me look it up. Uh, This is the important thing on our ghost episode. How much (laughs) do the steaks cost? Uh, It's... Because I haven't been there since completion, but let's see. Steaks. Uh, dinners. Yeah, Steak give me a dinner steak. All right, so uh, the one that my wife typically gets is the filet mignon. And Wonderful it taste. Is, uh, of course, we already knew that about her. <laughs> yeah. And it, so for 10 ounces, you, can, you get it for 52 bucks Canadian. Okay. So, Minus thirty so like, percent. Yeah, it's like it's forty bucks 40 American. Something. Yeah, 
you yeah. can get it forty bucks. And I typically okay. go for the New York strip loin, which so is if you're, so if you're looking for a good steak, not a great steak. Yeah. Go here. Okay, go fine. My apologies. Yeah. Continue. But there is there the keg mansion. There's many. Sorry, the keg franchise. There's many the keg steakhouse restaurants. But what makes the keg mansion special is because of it used to be owned uh, by Hart Massey and his wife uh, back in the eighteen late eighteen hundreds. Um, the stories that when when you enter this restaurant, you do have they do have I think a plaque of the stories, the ghost stories. That's also what brings this location so makes it so special. But for me, um, when I went in there, I just thought it was very crowded because it's really like it's kind of like saying going over to Ben's house and Ben's house got converted into a restaurant, that kind of stuff. It's like they, oh, they just okay. squish so, everything. So like in. how, it's not, so like how Hitler's house got turned into a restaurant. Yeah. Kind of like that. Like they didn't Matt's really, there. they didn't knock down the, the walls or anything. They kept like the dining room is the dining room. The living room is the living room, etc. So they just put a bunch of tables in there. So it can be very crammed, especially on, you know, special occasions and stuff like that. But going back, uh, so one of the stories uh, that is famously known for is uh, that if you enter the main lobby area, which is not as big as most people would think for a mansion, um, one of their house, uh, I'm looking it up right now, one of their house uh, servants hung herself in the front. Whoa! And, and I still, I remember this vividly is because, you know, right when you enter the front foyer, they do have a plaque that tells you that that story of the lady. And then you are actually that's, standing right kind of That's kind of screwed up though, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Like, it's like, yo, she died here. Isn't that cool, guys? Like, come yeah. on. Where is she? Let's go but find her. Is, that's how the keg is selling this place. Like, if you want that experience, right? Um, another story, and this one, I may have experienced it myself. So, there was okay. also another story that happened in this house. There's a lot of deaths in this house. Uh, the, one of, the other popular one was there's this unnamed, unnamed boy um, fell down the steps, the stairs in the house, and died uh, in that house. So, Jeez. the legend is, uh, just to give you an idea, just trying to paint you a visual so as soon as you walk in the front foyer you know you got this the main floor restaurant restaurant then guess what ben if you need to go to the bathroom to wash your hand before you sit down you got to go up the stairs the stairs that the boy fell to his death and so like did this actually that. happen yes or yeah. are they just <clears throat> saying that this stuff happened no 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 this actually happened the boy died in that house Damn. years ago. So it's like, and, and the so story is, it, is, is that it the family's kid? Like, who's the family? They didn't specify if that boy is related to the family or just someone that you know, like they had a house party or something like that, and this kid just showed up into the house. But there, there has been reported hearings of sounds of phantom children playing in the upper floors, especially in the near Ooh. near the vents of the women's bath. And the second floor is like a whole section, like a bar, set up as a bar, but the washrooms are on the second floor. So that's the creepy part. And I 
do believe because the time I went to Man. eat there, the upstairs, the yeah. second floor was there was, wasn't anything happening because we were there early. We could only get an early seat, like early supper time, like around five 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 p.m. 5.30 p.m. supper time. So it's okay. not a common time for a lot of people to eat there. So let's just say the party hasn't started yet up in the bar <laughs> section. So it kind of gets... It is kind of creepy if you go up to the, use the right. washroom. It's like pretty dead up there except for a couple of bartenders. But when you make make another corner and go into the washroom, it you can hear... The walls are pretty thin. You can hear like a, someone washing their hands in the women's washroom and you know, you can hear sounds. So I'm not sure, like, if I heard children laughter sound, could that be coming from downstairs or anything? But they do emphasize that you hear phantom children laughing and playing on the upper floor. And I did catch a glimpse of that. Or my ear caught wind of that, I would say. So, man, yeah, that's one of the Toronto. Uh, See, I, I feel bad for for whoever the boy's playing with he must have dragged someone else down there with him well the thing is they also say that their daughter also died in the house uh presumably maybe the boy's playing with the ghost of the their, their deceased daughter lillian lillian massey so who knows interesting yeah so wow huh well that's <laughs> that, that is pretty haunting oof what, what what's bet what's better the chills or the sizzles of the steak why not both steaks are great uh, if you're into that kind of supernatural experience hey this is a haunted house where they serve you steak how how bad can it be i still feel bad for the <laughs> for the for the cleaning lady who hung herself yeah hey look guys the family servant yeah front far away so every time you walk in you're walking by the place you're walking through where she i'm surprised they didn't put the, the noose up the there lights. and be like look this was the noose she hung herself with yeah i don't think that would go well with both people. but hey it's I mean, ghosts kind of it's ghosts right <laughs> yeah 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 but hey she's remembered that's worth something do they at least have her name included no, you know. Why? Hey, come okay, on. This is like that's... late eighteen. This is late eighteen hundreds. Do people really keep track of their servants' names? They could have found it if they worked hard enough. I thought yeah. they could have found it. I'm sure it's there somewhere. I'm sure. You can look it up. Yeah. So highly, uh... highly recommend that place. I did suggest it to Matt when he came down, but he already made reservations to a fancier restaurant to take. Town, which is cool. yeah well you know how mad is on his fancy restaurants <laughs> he's I'm sure there, he'll have some that. reporting back there yeah. um well that's that's super cool um i uh don't i don't have that uh but i i do have a, a personal experience Ooh, and i don't cool. even know that it's a that's a haunting per se is this the but heavy it was one? certainly this is the heavy certainly one. disturbing yeah this is this is as heavy as i get Ah. All right. So, Let's do my grandmother mm-hmm. had spent her entire life in this one house. I mean, not her entire life, but like once she got this house, she stayed, right? Yeah. For when she was in like her 30s or whatever. So, she is stays this in this house in for Kentucky? 50 years. Yeah, this is in uh, Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, so, 
she gets old and she gets old enough to the point where we need to put her in, a, in an assisted living facility right she starts falling a little bit you know yeah and so we start moving her things out of the house mm-hmm. so while we're moving things out we we discover that you know we're, we're just finding like old things from mm. you know as we're moving past the furniture whatever and we notice that the house isn't in like as good of a state of repair as we'd like so they're going to take my grandmother like to the doctor the grocery or something they had to take her out for they're like ben just watch the house for the next like hour we'll be back okay so i'm hanging out here in this like half empty house that's been frozen in time for decades. Hmm. And I hear a noise on the opposite side of the house. And like, I don't mind because I'm going through things. I'm sort of puttering around, moving things from one room to the other. Yeah. So I'm like, huh, it sounds like it's coming from the bedroom. And so I come upon my mother's childhood bedroom. Mm-hmm. And I look inside, very small room, not much of a place you can go. Inside the doorway, there's nothing around it, right? Plain door frame. I take two steps in, so I'm in the center of the room. And I feel something drop and land on the ground behind me. Jeez. I, I turn around and I look on the floor. And I pick up a tiny, like, two or three inch tall doll. Two or three inch? Like, are they porcelain dolls? I Like, the head may have been porcelain. Oh, oh, it's those ones where but, it's the head but, is and the body is, like, the soft and squishy guy. Yeah, it was pretty soft overall. I don't know if it was porcelain or plastic, but, like, it had the porcelain look to it. Oh, But gosh. I pick it up and I look at it. And half of the doll, like down the middle, is covered in black mold. Oh, from moisture, I guess. <laughs> and then I, so I put it on the ground. Yeah, yeah. But I look around. I look above. There's mm-hmm. nothing. Yeah. I look to the left. There's nothing. There's not a dresser. There's not... It's a blank wall. I look to the right. It's a blank wall. Where did this doll fall from? I, I look. There, Wait, there wasn't like a, you, when you say nothing, you mean there's no shelves, there's no dresser? There's no shelves, there's no dressers, there's not a chute, there's not a vent, yeah. there's not a hole in the ground where it could have popped out heck? of. Alright. Th- just there it is, dead center in the ground like someone placed it for me. Maybe, no. I was going to say, maybe your grandmother left it for you, or it's trying to send you a message, but she was still around, right? So. Naturally, I freaked out and spent the rest of my time outside of the house. Really? How old yeah. were you? I was like, how old was I? I was like, I was like 15, 16. Holy crap. I was like, four, maybe it was like 14 or something. But I was like, I'm not fucking with this, you know? 
if you don't mind but, me but, asking, how big is the house? Is like your four or five bedrooms or? No, it it wasn't big. It was like probably twelve hundred square feet all in oh, on one floor. Okay. Oh, one floor. Oh, all right. Did you try to see if you could look up any histories of the house or? I don't. I I haven't. I should. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if but you'll I find just, something. <laughs> I I just found it fascinating because like. I'm not a person to really spook like that. Yeah. But my thing is that it's not like I brushed by anything when I walked in. Mm-hmm. You know? I, I, I walk into the room. I don't touch the door. I don't touch the door frame. Plop something behind me. I turn around. It's doll covered halfway in black mold. Little did we know. Jeez. Later in the day, we realize that my mother's bedroom is covered in black mold. Oh. Like one wall is covered in it. But once again, it's by the ground. It's still not a place where the doll would have been. And this is your mom's room? This is my mom's room and my grandmother's house. Okay, that's creepy. So you just left the doll there and you ran out of the house? You're damn right I did. I've watched too many horror movies. I'm not staying in the fucking house. Are you kidding me? I could have cleaned so it I up don't, a little bit, I guess. <laughs> so, so, look, I'm not saying, yeah, like there was anything there, but I'm saying that if something was there, I heard you, pal. I heard you. So, oh. Anyway, that's that's my contribution. That, yeah, that's actually a pretty good one. It's a little spooky, right? Yeah, that is like really bizarre like if you said if you said there was like you know like those old-fashioned where they come kind of put like a a shelf above the door where they put the dolls or something like that then that would make no there was a solid like like, there was a solid like two two and a half feet on each end of the door and you said you walked in blank space you walked in, looked around, and then you heard you you heard something fall yes i i so it's kind of like someone may have grabbed that doll and threw it like behind you to land on the floor behind you kind of thing it was like it dropped out of thin air it wasn't like it was thrown it was dropped because when i turn around it's like facing me you know it's laying on the ground straight eyes in the air you know oh geez yeah you don't get it i'm getting goosebumps because i'm a very visual person so as you were describing everything i was just picturing you walking around this house and all of a sudden you saw something like that yeah oh my i tried staying in the house for a bit yeah but like then your mind starts racing you know and then every creak feels like you're hearing something yeah, so like, your mind tries to yeah. do everything to try to make sense of it but it gets creepier when you can't make any sense out right yeah. exactly so Jeez. so, so the, your your house story i will connect it to our last story here um so i also you know spent some of my childhood growing up in taiwan so i'm gonna throw in one of the top i think the top 10 most haunted places in taiwan that is an urban legend we don't know what the truth is a lot of people have spread it the house still exists to this day um, All right. I end, uh, and one of my visits, I think, yeah, around in my 
mid-twenties, uh, my aunt actually knew that I was into these creepy stuff, took me to the house, and I've actually entered the property and finally reaching the house oh. on my own. And the house... So this is in Taiwan. There's a there's a county in, called uh, Chai, which is where I lived, spent some of my childhood there, uh, going to school and everything. And there's a house... There's a little... Uh, in this county, there's a place called Minsheng. Uh, M-I-N-X-O-N-G. It's a, it's a town. And because this house was built in that little um i don't know what the term is like you you may know better because taiwan is like when they say they they do cities counties they kind of do it kind of similar to the u.s but okay um, there's like another area i guess a a borough i guess this place like a like a neighborhood a neighborhood yes yeah so this neighborhood so they call it the the haunted house the 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 min min shang haunted house uh which the real name, if I, I looked up histories on this house, the real name is it's actually the Liu family mansion. Is is the proper name for this place? Um, do you want me to get into the the lore of the house, or yeah, do you want me to yeah, describe my me. experience? Of I want both. In? I want right. both. I'll I'll give you my my experience. So, uh, my aunt, she uh, when I went to visit her in Taiwan, my aunt's like, hey, you still into those spooky stories, ghost stories, urban legend stuff? I'm like, yeah, yeah. And she's like, did you know in our town uh, there is a haunted house? It's one of the top 10 haunted, most haunted places, uh, you know, in, in, in Taiwan. And I'm like, cool. And then she's like, do you want me to take you? So she drove me out to the countryside. So you're at the county of, of Chai, which is this neighborhood called Minchong. And it's like everything around there is like your your typical uh, countryside uh, Taiwan view. Like you got a lot of rice fields, uh, farmland, and everything like that. And she drove me up uh, as we're approaching it closely. That she said, "Oh, we're almost there." She drove me up to the house, uh, the front gates of the house. So brick. This is picture it as you know. Um, there's like a, a small little entrance walkway, but the property is surrounded by, you know, these brick, red brick um, fence, if you will, or wall, whatever you want to call it. Um, <clears throat> when she dropped me off, she says, yeah, just go through that and then just keep walking straight and you're bound to see the, the mansion, the Liu family mansion. Right. And I was like, okay. And why is it haunted and she says she'll tell me the story just like i will tell y'all the story of the place so she didn't tell me to go story. she just told me to walk in so as when i walked in as soon that as soon as i stepped past the gate entrance the small little entrance there's a gust of wind that just comes blowing up. like your typical horror movie your haunted right. horror movie like you just see a tumble of leaves just like Go by. And, and this is a completely you, abandoned building, right? This is no one's in here. It's it's been gone, but the property still belongs to the Liu family. They're they're you know descendants, uh, but the descendants has not never returned back to this place. Although I do hear that one of the sons still goes there to sell postcards of. It's kind of neat. Um, 
uh, postcards of the mansion in its glory days before it became, you know, in, in its abandoned state. Um, but uh, not the sons. I would say descendants, so it would be like great grandson or something like that. He's he still. It's a this old man that still rides his bike up there, and and you know, so because it's it's become such a touristy attraction. But when I say touristy, it's not flooded with tourists it's just a it's lot it's like of everyone knows visit. about it but they it's, don't actually go to it yeah some people will venture in and go and take pictures and stuff like that just for the curiosity out of it um so when you step through after you know felt the brush this entire front yard i think it's probably i'm going to use kilometers it's probably like a bit 0.5 kilometers after the front gates you have to walk through this yard of trees like a forest before you reach the house um it's probably like three four minute walk i'm just guesstimating i haven't okay. been back there but it did feel like a long walk because it's like your typical hike in 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 in, in the uh in a park or a national park you know there's a lot of trees you only see a dirt path that leads in and you know it's been overgrown with trees it, once you reach the house <clears throat> on the left side you're gonna see a well now the well is not your typical you know like typical wishing well that you see in, in child, children's fairy tale or anything it's actually just a hole in the ground like you can actually a kid can step and fall into it and the hole is okay. is big enough for your body to go like if you were to fall in, like you're you're it's big enough for your body to fit, like not but not enough for any anything else for you. So once if you do fall into that well head first, you're upside down. It's gonna be difficult to climb back out. You need and, and and where is the well? Right in front of the house. Jeez, like a few okay. ste few steps away from the house. Ten okay. I would say ten feet, ten, twenty feet right. away from the front. So I saw the well and then I looked up and I finally see the mansion the 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 Lou family mansion it mind you I went in the you know early afternoon so it's still sunny out birds are chirping and everything but the house is like completely covered in dark moss you can see you know um, it brings the darkness it kind of brings the darkness but I tried to approach it from a lighter side because when I looked at it, I'm like, this is a very European-style design house. It's not like a creepy old shed or, or, or anything like that. This is a, a, you know, a very Western design mansion, like from the, you know, from the 1800 era. It's pretty nice. Um, you can see, so as I paint you this picture, before you walk up the steps, there's like a 20 feet patio um, with a bit, a little shorter uh, brick wall surrounding the house. And on the right side is another hut, but it's a lower hut. And it is, I, I peeked in there because it was super dark. You can't see the inside of the hut without, you know, with a little bit of crack of lights shining through. But I found the door to that hut and... I peeked in without like touching anything 
um, it turns out that's where the kitchen is. So that's where servants back in the day, they would, you know, cook and sleep and, you know, bring the food into the house. So now turning back, focusing in the center of the house, the, there's no windows, uh, there's no doors or anything. It's just hollow cutouts of the doors and window frames. So you can actually walk right in. When you walk in, it's, um, it's already being covered with the tree vines like the roots of the trees just it looks like you know you ever watch like science fiction where they put cgi on and then you just see like the vines of goo just like spread across yes. the walls and stuff wow this is what it's like and if um the whole house is completely gutted like you can see as soon as you walk in the house you can see right through the roof to see the sky there's no more floors. The floors have been taken out, probably because of safety measures. They don't want kids to go in there and then falling from the third floor down, right? So it looks like a three-story house, I think. Um, I can't tell because the so, walls are... So what, what, I'm, what I'm sort of imagining right now is like yeah, a big yeah. booze haunt from Mario 64, where like there's multiple floors, but really it's kind of a giant hole in the middle. Yes, correct. Okay. Yeah. And then at the corner of the house, you can see a tree has... It looks like the tree has grown into the house. Like, it's eaten up the far left corner of the walls. And Matt, if you're yeah. listening to this, I think we found our location for your Cube sequel you wanted to do. Dude, yeah. So, there has been, unfortunately, as a... His, if you don't want to think of it as a haunted site, if you want to think of it as a historical site, it's been kind of like... There were some graffitis, you know, about kids and stuff like that that have done things there. It's uh, But one fun fact I found out about it is when you walk in the house, there are holes. And I'm talking about bullet holes. Because this house has... Uh, there was one story where... Which leads into one of the ghost stories of this. It was during World War II, Japanese occupation of Taiwan. Um there were soldiers that were camping out in that house and oh. the bullet holes, the legend of these bullet holes inside the house were that these, uh, the platoon of, I think, you know, six, ten, ten to six, uh, soldiers, they were assigned to be in that area, but they wanted to find a place to rest and, you know, hide from the enemies. So they stayed in this house, and one night, um, the, someone heard or saw something and jumped up. And thinking that they were being attacked, uh, grabbed his rifle and started shooting the entire place up. And then later on, his, his squad mates came and calmed him down and said, Whoa, 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 what are you doing? Like, you're attracting sound. You're going to attract the enemies. And he's like, no, I, I could have sworn I saw someone run by me, like run across my, uh, I thought it was someone that, that snuck in. So he started firing. Luckily, he didn't kill anyone. But can you imagine? It's kind of like you're in yeah. It's like you saw something. You heard something just blast right by you. You can't figure it out. You thought it was someone. So if you go there, you'll see, you can still find the bullet markings from that story of the soldiers. Um, so I walked in there, I looked around, I said, you know what, if some, if, 
if I, from a pleasant tree thinking, I was like, hey, if I had enough money, I would renovate this place and turn it into a nice cafe. And anyways, I walked back out and I told my aunt, I said, she's like, did you see it? Was it cool? I said, I did. And yeah, it's, you can look it up. I'll, I'll send you pictures of it <clears throat> online. But sadly about the cafe idea, if you are a tourist, um, there is a cafe bubble tea shop right next door. And it's for tourists to rest stop after they visited the mansion and, you know, stuff. Now that you've been haunted, have a boba. <laughs> you can have a boba tea. And the cafe is called the Haunted Mansion Boba Cafe, which is kind of a neat spin on it. It's kind of cutesy looking and, and stuff. So moving on forward. So what is the creepiness? Why do they call it the, the, the Ming Shang haunted house? Why is it the top 10 haunted place? One of the top 10 haunted places in Taiwan. So the story goes is in back in the day, um, the Liu family were really wealthy people. They were, uh, the, the head, head of the house, um, Mr. Liu was uh, a businessman. And he would constantly be on travel. So the, the family, they apparently had a lot of properties there. You know, uh, they have a lot of businesses and owning properties and have income coming in. So they're pretty wealthy. So hence, they're able to erect such uh, a ginormous uh, mansion for back in the day. Um, so, of course, when you're that rich and to prove your wealthiness, you're going to have servants and you have servants and, you know, they would help clean the house, cook for you and all that. Um, so one of the female servants got hired to work at the house, uh, caught the attention of the of the Mr. Lou, the house head of the house, and they had their affair on the side and then a few months later the servant tells mr lu that uh you know she's pregnant and uh -oh. so mr lu it was married at the time mr lu's wife found out but mr lu was you know he was like you know what back in the day in, in, in the olden day Taiwan, it's not unusual to have like a mistress, a wife. Like he says, you know what? I'm going to go on this business trip. Um, when I get back, we will sort it out. You know, he's overjoyed. He won, you know, he's pregnant. He has someone he loves and is also pregnant. So all he thinks about is, you know, I'm going to be a father. I'm going to be a father. So while he went away on his um, business trips, um, his wife, Mrs. Liu, was not not having it because I don't know if it's because she never had kids or what's the story or she was just jealous let's just say she's jealous uh, so like in your typical drama Asian drama she started to pick on this uh, and mistreat you know the servant uh, making her do crazy uh, work like punishing her for anything and one t one day while the husband was away, the servant, she, I don't know what she did, but she upset the, the missus of the house. And the missus had, you know, forced her to, you know, 
had led her to the well that I was telling you about and forced her to jump in. So the servant says, no, no, you know, there's some bickering. And at the end of the day, uh, the servant was pushed to a point where she had, she's backed in the corner where she can't do anything. So instead of being thrown into the well, she voluntarily committed suicide, jumping into the Man. Um, now, Ben, you asked me, did I look down that well? <laughs> I did. <laughs> well, I mean, you have to at that point, right? <laughs> I looked down the well, but uh, it's nothing special. They've already filled the well up to with rocks, so you can step into the well, but it's just going to go up to your, your knees, probably. Or, because I know how tall you are, your ankles, probably. It's not, you're not going to drown yourself. But the well is still there. Uh, so ever since, you know, the servant died while being pregnant um the whole house has been cursed supposedly uh haunting of this female ghosts uh has cursed the house the Liu family's business started to go um and eventually they had to let everyone go they had to leave the house because a it was haunted b they needed to downsize uh, but for some reason, they still own the property to this day, and yeah, that's that's the urban legend of this Liu Mansion or the Mingshong Haunted House in Taiwan. Man, that's crazy. Yeah, but it's the experience a... was pretty nice. But I I don't know. I don't think I would have the guts to go there. I've done I don't know, the, man. I, done I, I think you, I think we got to go back. I think we got to make an excursion out of this. Yeah, I've I've been I've been looking at these photos or even ta- telling the story. Mm-hmm. It almost looks like an abandoned fire station from like like abandoned like like for an American building context. Um, you found but it? it's oh. yeah, but it's crazy seeing like the trees wrapped around it. There's not a lot on it. And there's even less in English. Um, and even then, like, they don't have the full story here that you have. The well looks crazy. Like, I think you're underselling how strange the well looks. The well looks like a portal into hell or something. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, it's like a a little bit of, it's like two feet up the opening, uh, from the ground. And then it's just brick. Like, you just... It's think it's enough for one bucket to go in. Yeah, but it's, it's like, it's like haunted brick or something. I don't know. But. It's like a weird fucked up Mario pipe. Like if Mario <laughs> was in an Eldritch horror game. <laughs> you can well, I gotta that. say that's crazy. I've I've never been in a place that haunted. But yeah, it's but I have to say it's like it's really nice. Uh, it's not creepy during the day. I would say that, but there are stories of people who've gone there. So I did ask the 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 historian or the the bubble tea shop. He was kind of the historian. He told Might me, as well I asked be. him, like, why didn't they, I thought, why, why didn't they clear out the branches? He says that they did. So if you go into that path again and you start, look before you enter the, the path that I had to go before getting to the house, there's a lot of trees. As you see in the pictures, there's a lot. Of yes. Trees. Yeah. I said that at the, I get the, the trees in the foundation, you can't cut because who knows the house might crumble and fall on you and people get hurt 
but I mean the front, the the field, the front yard of the the mansion property. Like, haven't they? Why didn't they just trim it up? He says every time they hire someone to come and cut the trees and anything, a someone would be uh, would get hurt from an accident, or b their saws would run out of power, would not start up. <clears throat> Man. Yeah. So that's why they left it the way it is. So. House doesn't want to go. He's happy the way he is, and we got to support him, and we will. <laughs> yes. Ooh, wow. Yeah. Well, that's some interesting stuff. Well, Monty, thank you for sharing, and uh, I'm happy I was able to share a bit of a bit of spooky spectralness myself. <laughs> there is a the movie just there was a movie that I released last year, but. I heard it didn't do too well in the box office, but What's if you're called? interested, it's called the Minshong Haunted House. Oh, well, uh, fair, fair enough. Yeah, if you want to check it out, I haven't seen it myself. I, I, I don't know. I may watch it, but I heard it wasn't too true to the legend. It's kind of like they kind of like changed the story up a little bit, but yeah. Who could have guessed? Yeah, but yeah, that's. That's my story this week. Well, hey, it's only the first movie they've done about it, okay? That's true. Oftentimes, the first movie is really bad. Even the second movie is terrible. Sequels, And, like, if you're really unlucky, even the third movie on it's going to be bad. But I feel like if you get to that point, (laughs) then the next time... The fourth Fourth time time is the charm. charm. Good night (laughs) and good morning. Follow us on Instagram at fourth times official. Official fourth times. That was mass charm. Fourth times the charm official. Fourth times. Fourth times. And. Nothing else to say, but talk to y'all later. Woo! It's in the line!